0: You know, I've been at this weight loss thing for about 10 days now and I hopped on the scale initially to get my weight and after doing this for multiple days now, I've been running, I've been doing my crunches and I've been going out for walks and I just, I feel like the scale is not moving. I hopped on it this morning and would you believe the damn thing only changed by one pound? One pound in almost 10 days? I'm So frustrated. Welcome to Fitness for a Good Life podcast, where we share fitness strategies and tips to improve the way you look, feel, and move. Don't forget, a body that is maintained functions and performs better. I hope you enjoy and please subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of Fitness for a Good Life. I'm excited that you're here with me and today we're going to talk about Exactly what you heard in the trailer, which is you know what, you just started a program, or you just started becoming more active, or you have changed up your nutrition a little bit, and now you are expecting change in a relatively short period of time. So, I'd like for you to forget your weight and instead do something a little different. So, the scales the bathroom scale that you have, although you may have purchased the latest one that Bed Bath & Beyond offers, or Amazon, or you might have the old school one from 10 or 15 years ago. Either way it goes, the bathroom scales are not as reliable as they could be. And the other thing is many of the newer technologies utilize bioelectrical impedance where they send a signal through the scale, an electrical signal that is undetectable by you, but it goes through the feet and then passes through the body, and the scale registers your body composition. But what isn't shared with you is that there are a couple of other variables that impact the accuracy. Hydration is one. Another would be the amount of food that you've eaten uh, over a short period of time would be two. Another variable for that would be, is your bathroom scale sitting on a level surface? Uh, Number four would be is, are you standing in the center of the scale? Number five would be if you have um, one of those tiled bathroom floors that have, you know, a pretty decent sized grout groove in it, um, is the footing of the scale actually sitting in the groove causing a little bit of potential distortion. So just by me rattling off a couple of those, you can see the variables that exist that could cause bathroom uh, scales to be unreliable. So accurate scales only tell part of the story either way it goes. Let's say you don't have any of those things and you're very meticulous with how you stand on it. You have to understand that there's a big piece of the number that you see that it's not being discussed, which is the composition. What exactly has happened? Have you eaten four slices of pizza over the last three hours? You know, that's really high in sodium and there's bread in there and there's cheese in there and when you drink water or whatever beverage that you're consuming, you're more than likely going to store more water weight, which means you're going to be stepping on the scale coming in at a heavier poundage uh, and that's not fat, so I don't want you to hop on a scale after having a real blowout weekend and you're going, oh my God, you know, I've gained four pounds of fat. Well, no, you are just probably retaining water that is not fat it's not humanly possible for the body to generate and store fat that fast so The other I wanted to talk to you about would be the body composition um, is, is the thing that you're gonna wanna be going after. Now, body composition in today's technology as far as these scales is a new feature that they have, but again, going back to it's not always that accurate just because of the variables that go into ensuring its accuracy. So there is a way that I like, and there's a couple of different ways actually, but the one that probably makes more sense, that is more cost effective, is by having uh, the ultrasound technology, which is uh, one that I use. So if you ever are in my area and you want to look me up and stop by for a body composition analysis, I'd be more than happy to, to connect you with that system that I use. I know that's Probably a little shameless plug there to, to get you to do business with me, but it is what it is and I do this for a living. So this is an important part because the ultrasound wand and ultrasound technology utilizes ultrasound waves that are uh, very similarly used when it comes to um, pregnancy um, observations utilizing the ultrasound technology and also by utilizing it for things like, um, I believe it's arterial wall observation as to whether or not a person has um, vascular issues. So ultrasound technology is used in that instance too. So the beautiful thing I like about utilizing this type of system is that it will tell you specifically how much tissue, whether it's skin, thickness, whether it's uh, fat thickness, adipose tissue, or whether it is muscle and where the bone is, all of those different aspects are measured directly underneath that wand. So for instance, if you place the ultrasound wand on the bicep and you turn it on, you don't feel the ultrasound waves, so there's no there's no sensation there. But it will tell you how mili- how many millimeters of thickness Exist for the skin, how many millimeters of thickness exist for the body fat directly under the wand that's being measured, how many millimeters of thickness your muscle is, and actually where the bone resides there under. So that's really exciting because you can track this over time and begin to see either the increase in muscle mass, lean tissue, or you can see the decrease in body fat. So you can determine exactly if the program that you're doing or if the eating regimen that you're on are all working synergistically together for the benefit of you reaching your target goals of slimming down and looking and feeling great. Another way I wanna quickly share with you is take a picture. I mean, pictures are worth a thousand words, as they say, and you don't have to show anyone. You can simply take your camera phone and uh, take a, a picture of your body with a tank top on or if you're a guy with the shirt off um, and, you know, just kind of save that and then remeasure again in a month or six weeks to see how much physical change has occurred. Now, I must warn you that if you are not sticking to your program as diligently as you should, you probably shouldn't be taking pictures because... The think about it is you're not going to notice much change and you're probably going to be very unhappy with what you see on that second picture, you know, after a four to six week period. So now it's story time. I want to share a quick story with you about a body composition change that happened uh with my girlfriend some years ago, and she was interested in really putting on some muscle uh, as much as she could, but neither one of us at the time knew what her genetic potential would reveal. But uh, here's some quick stats. So when we first started a training regimen, she was weighing 118 pounds. And at the end of about a three and a half to four month period, she weighed uh, 124 pounds. So when you hear those two numbers, you know weighing it at one eighteen and then coming in at one twenty four most people would look at that and immediately think, "Oh my God, that's horrible! she's going the wrong way, she's gaining weight, but there's more to the story that you don't know, and that is the change in body composition, which is essentially the the theme of this this particular episode, is you don't really get a full grasp and picture of what's happening just because you see the numbers. So to give you a little more stats on that, she actually lost six pounds of body fat over the course of that time period, and she gained 12 pounds of muscle. Now, when you think about, okay, she gained six pounds uh, body weight per the scale, but she also gained 12 pounds of muscle, I'll share with you what uh, what that actually does. And I, I'm trying to remember back, and I'm looking here on my, my notes, but I don't have the circumference measurements that I took of her before or the after. But I will tell you that over the course of those months when she was making physical changes, everyone was beginning to comment. And in particular, how good her legs and her butt looked and how small her waist was. And she's like... You know, I got people complimenting me all the time, men and women. And I asked her, I said, you know, how does that feel? She's like, it just, it feels great. But I, she's like, "This I've just never had this type of attention and people kind of just gawking and whatnot. And I said, well, this is what happens when, um, you know, you make a lot of change and the change that you are experiencing and that's visible to the eye. I mean, it's, that's, let's face it, you know, people are enjoying looking at it and you're like, wow, has this much happened? So to her, she didn't really see the observable change other than her clothes fitting differently, a little more snug in the jeans and the legs, a little more snug around the butt area of her jeans, but no place else. The waist she had, man, look at all this space or extra, you know, waistline I have in my jeans. And she's like, God, I have to buy new jeans just to kind of look the way I, I'd like. So it's fascinating to hear her express this with appreciation and to see just how many people who know her, her friends, were just commenting constantly, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So I will tell you that what we did was we came up with, uh, she and I came up with a magic number that is um, is 10. And 10 represents inches. And As she became more, I guess, detailed about the look, and I was obviously with her, just kind of observing her and her changes, we found that if a person were to ask what would be considered to be a very good, uh, good is the word I use because that's interpreted by the person, right? Uh, an appealing ratio between waist and hip, and what we found is that about eight to ten inch difference between waist and hip will more than likely give you that hourglass shape, uh, regardless of where you're at on the weight scale. So you're not going to find that little observance in you know Cosmopolitan or Woman's Health or any of these. This is something that we've kind of come to observe. And as we would walk around and see other, you know, people during the summer months and their level of fitness, we would just play this little game where we would try to estimate how much bigger the hip or the butt um, circumference of the woman is versus her waist. And as we began to play around with this, we felt like we became pretty good at estimating that. So eight to 10 inch difference between the circumference of the waist and, uh, the circumference of the hip area is something that you um, would definitely want to observe or strive for at least if that's if being very shapely is one of your goals. So there you have it. I won't take up any more of your time. Um, thanks so much for joining me on this podcast. And I will look to hang out with you again on the next episode. See you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable... Here's three ways I can help you improve the way you look, feel, and move for free. Number one, grab a free copy of my book at feel15yearsyounger.com. Number two, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Clear Results Fitness. Or number three, leave me a four-star review so I can access more influential people and continue to bring you quality information as I receive it.